Hi guys, thanks for joining me for episode nine of season three. Today, we're gonna to talk about, in my humble opinion, the one thing, if you're only going to do one thing to improve your family's nutrition, this, what we're talking about today, this is it. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel, Solely Rested. Because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. First of all, if you're listening to this in you know real time as it's put out there, I hope you had a fantastic holiday season. I'm recording this at the beginning of the new year, 2022. And although it was really nice taking in, it's been three weeks, I think now, since I've recorded a podcast, it was really nice taking a break. Um, it, the time flew by unbelievably. And we're still not done celebrating in our house because two girls, my oldest daughters that are now married are still scheduled to be joining us this weekend to celebrate Christmas. So we're really stretching out the fun around my house. Anyway, but while we were kind of apart here on the podcast, I noticed something that I was actually really excited about. I just this afternoon went to um, some information I needed to check on my podcast itself. And I noticed a little fact that really surprised me in this interim that I haven't even put out a podcast the past three weeks. My spot on the billboards or the charts or whatever the heck you call it. I usually don't look at this stuff, but it rose 51 spots. Like my podcast has become that much more popular and I wasn't even putting anything out there. So then I glanced over and I realized what has probably been happening is a lot of you guys in that oasis of time that there wasn't a new podcast, went back and listened to some old ones and things like that really changed the analytics of something like a podcast. So a lot of you went back to old episodes, even old seasons, downloaded some things and listened to some things while you're waiting on me to get my acting gear and get back here live on the podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not really live. It is recorded, but you know what I mean? Um, so that was exciting. Thank you guys. Thanks for all that you do to encourage me in my little efforts over here. It seriously means a ton to me. And if you have a second to leave a review over on iTunes, that is huge in helping with those analytics. If you go to solelyrested.com slash podcast, there are links to all the different podcast um, subscribers, ways to download the podcast. So that might help you solelyrested.com slash podcast. Okay. So this season has been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying this and I'm not even sure how many episodes this is going to wind up being because there's so much that I still want to get into. I feel like we're just actually starting if you know what I mean. But, um, last episode, which would have been season three, episode eight, I really broke down this one particular scientific study that I had been researching that really has helped me as I organized this season. So go back and listen to that if you would like 
the nitty gritty details of what this season's about, how I'm organizing it. And I actually took some time to read to you some of that scientific information to really help you understand where I'm coming from this season with this whole topic of real food and why it's important. So today's episode, we are focusing on one thing that's a teeny tiny thing really that I personally think I mean, it's hard to say because everybody's different, every family's different, every person's different, every situation's different. So maybe it's really crazy of me to even say this, but if I absolutely had to pick one thing and only one thing that I would suggest you do, if you're only going to make one change in your family's diet, nutrition, food, you know, menu, meal plan, whatever you want to call it. I really think I would tell you what this episode is all about. I would tell you to find great ways that everybody will like to add more whole grains to your daily diet. And we're going to break down what whole grains are in this episode. We're going to talk about why I think you should have more whole grains. I mean, not just me, (laughs) a lot of nutritionists and scientific experts would agree with this idea that all of us in general, in this nation, in America, really are lacking in whole grains, and we really should be eating more of them. And um, we're going to break down some ideas, really simple ways to get more whole grains into your diet. And then we're going to be talking about grain mills and milling your own flour, what that looks like and why that matters. Okay, so now that I've kind of laid the groundwork for what we're talking about, Um, let's start with, well, why whole grains matter. I explained in the last episode that the scientific journal I was reading explained that low whole grain intake was associated with the largest number of new cancer cases. And it also went on to explain that almost a quarter of all the cancer cases that entire year that was studied in this nation, I believe it was 2015, um, almost a quarter of every death from cancer that year related directly to food or physical activity. And if you break it down further and you look at the food itself, the largest, most important gap or thing that was missing that they really believed led to these unnecessary deaths. Um, It's really sad when you think about it that way, is something so simple, just whole grains. I think for a lot of people, including me, when you hear about whole grains, the first thing you think of is wheat bread. And I personally have had a lot of different wheat breads and high brand breads that I didn't like. I also think that a lot of people assume, as I know I did at one point, that homemade bread is virtually impossible and it turns out like a brick if you even have an ungodly amount of time to devote to trying it. And that's totally not true. In fact, if you have never made homemade bread, you're hesitant and you're looking, or even if you're an expert at it, and you're looking for a kind of bread that your family could actually use like in place of a loaf of 
wonder bread that you would buy at the grocery store, like actual sandwich bread. I have a recipe that my family loves. We spent a lot of time perfecting it and it, I spent, I invested that time because it was for my book, Sweet Maple. And in a lot of ways, I saw it as the iconic cornerstone recipe for this book because I really wanted, well, exactly what I explained, a bread that was not difficult to make, that really made a nice slicing bread, and that was sweetened with the best sweetener on the planet, in my opinion, maple syrup, of course. So I feel like I just went on a tangent because that is not what I was going to say right now, I don't think, <laughs> but I have bread on the mind. It is about time for me to leave the office and go home and make some dinner. So I am a little hungry, <laughs> but, but this, this bread is something that I don't like give the recipe out. If people ask me like on social media, I will usually have to politely say, I'm sorry, that's in the book. Just because like I said, it's kind of my cornerstone recipe. Um, and I'd really love for you to buy the book, Sweet Maple. I'll leave links to it. I think I always leave links to that in the show notes on any episode. But um, because you guys are awesome, I'm going to tell you a really simple way you can grab a copy of this recipe because I, I want you to to have this and to know that it's not impossible to actually make a loaf of bread for your family that everybody's going to love. Go to solelyrested.com slash maple bread, solelyrested.com slash maple bread. And there you can just put in your email address and I will instantly shoot you this recipe. If you download that and you try it out, please send me a message. Usually Instagram is the fastest, easiest way to just send me a short little message, but however is best for you, send me a message and let me know what you think. Cause I'd love to hear from you. So what are grains? Whole grains are to put it very simply, the seeds of any plant that's like a grass like plant. The one we typically think of, of course, is wheat, but you know, picture corn, um, rice, all of the, any plant that is a tall grass that goes to seed and it gets those heads of seeds blowing in the wind, those are whole grains. There are actually some seeds from non-grass plants, um, that are also considered whole grains though, like quinoa and, uh, basmati rice that we talked about actually in episode six. If you haven't listened to episode six yet, that's one of my favorites it's six very simple, little and easy swaps that you can do in your family's diet and in your kitchen. And one of them that I talk about is basmati rice, and that is a whole grain. So it doesn't have to be from a tall grass-like plant, like you know quinoa, but um, often it is. So that's typically what I think of when I think of whole grain, that it's seed from a grass-like plant. Why do we need more whole grains in our diet. Well, like I said, listen back to episode eight. Um, I explain and read to you some information there that basically it's a huge, it plays a huge role in lowering our chances of cancer, but it's even more than that. It lowers our chances of heart disease and strokes, even obesity. Like you are less likely to be obese if you have a decent amount of whole grains in your diet because they're so full of fiber and you're getting the good calories. Eating a lot of whole grains also reduces chronic inflammation, which 
matters so much to disease and immunity in our body. Um, and there are many chronic diseases. I'll, I'll leave a link in the show notes to another study that lists out other chronic diseases and other wonderful scientific reasons that we should be eating whole grains. Um, if all of that is not enough, I'm going to leave another link for you. I, I feel like the show notes are like crazy loaded with links in this season because I just have so many great things I want to share with you. Um, but there's a study as if all those things I just said about why you should eat whole grains, you know, if that's not enough, I, I stumbled across this study that was done. I think it was like five years ago. Um, and I forget, I don't even know if it listed exactly who did it. I know there was a long list of experts and scientists involved in this study, but the crazy thing, the whole premise and the whole conclusion was showing and breaking down how increasing whole grains in your diet leads to a lower risk of mortality. So plain and simple guys, eating whole grains lengthens your lifespan. I mean, this is important. This is something we really need to have more of. But let's pause right here for a second because I want to tell you about this episode's sponsor. I highly recommend you check out my absolute favorite source for the best, most delicious, and best-priced organic teas I have found anywhere. It's Positively Tea, and I have links to all my favorite flavors and my favorite options if you go to solelyrested.com slash teas, T-E-A-S. There, you will find a link directly to this company, and you'll find a coupon code. It's solely rested that will give you 10% off your first order. So don't hesitate. Don't walk. Run to this company, to these teas, and start enjoying the amazing deliciousness and the good health benefits that come with these organic teas. Again, that's solelyrested.com slash T-E-A-S. Or if you want to check them out directly, it is Positively Tea. Their website is freshroastedcoffee.com. By the way, if coffee is your your jam, I can't talk, then you want to check them out for that too, because they have coffees that Bill loves over at freshroastedcoffee.com. Be sure to tell them I sent you with the coupon code solely, S-O-U-L-Y. Okay, so back to whole grains. How do we get more whole grains in our diet? I'm going to give you three really simple ways that I think you can do this. You can really do this, guys. First of all, your snacks. Think about your snacks. We're going to talk more about that in a second. Second of all, your breakfast. That's a great place to add whole grains. We'll get to that in another minute. And finally, really consider the possibility of milling your own flour. And I'm going to tell you why in a few minutes. So snacks, the number one biggest way that I have added fiber to our family's diet is something that we all love. And it's a snack that fits in great with movie time. Now in the winter here in New England, our family has a lot of evening time together. We play a ton of games, both board games and card games, and we watch a lot of movies. So during both of those things, we almost always have a giant bowl of popcorn in front of us. 
I actually talked about this also in episode six, and I gave you a tip to prepare popcorn to really have the best nutritional value it can have. It's pretty much the only way I make popcorn. Um, but it, it's loaded with fiber. Popcorn is not something people usually think of when they're trying to increase their whole grain intake, but it has just a hundred grams of popcorn has 13 grams of fiber. It's crazy. So the next time you're ready to cozy up to a movie or pull out a board game with the family, don't feel at all guilty at all about having a giant bowl of this snack because it is something everybody loves and it is so good for you. Um, last night, in fact, I made a giant bowl of popcorn and I had to make a second bowl because it didn't last enough through the movie for all of us. We sat down. I love, (laughs) we have a few movies we love. We sat down with, um, Sandra Bullock is a, just, she's always a hit in our house. And we sat down to watch while you were sleeping. Like I told you, it's the holiday season around here. And that's such a good holiday movie, a feel good, happy comedy, romance comedy. So anyway, for while you were sleeping, you might need two bowls of popcorn. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, a little bit off topic as I usually seem to do. Um, So back on, what was I going to say? Back on focus. Oh, other snacks that you could have that have a lot of whole grain. Whole grain cereal. If you have a good cereal, one that I have found after doing some research, that's a fantastic one that I really do pull out as a snack sometimes. In fact, I never, ever once have eaten this with milk in a bowl like regular cereal. I will eat it for breakfast, but I'll use it as like finger food kind of eating instead of, I don't know, I just, that's just the way I prefer it. But they're uh, Quaker, I think, are they called oatmeal squares? I'll leave a link to that in the show notes so you can see exactly what they look like and you can find it at the grocery store. You can find it at any grocery store. But they really do a good job of having a good amount of whole grains and not a whole lot of sugar and yet tasting like a really delicious snack. So um, cereal is one way to do it. And people don't always think of cereal as a snack. You do want to, you know, read the labels, do some research, make sure it's a healthy cereal, of course. And salad, if you want to add like um, some tortilla strips you know, toast, you can make homemade tortillas. It's really easy to do. Or you can, you can buy some good ones and uh, toast them in like the air fryer or the um, toaster oven. (laughs) Why can I not think of those words? And make it into little strips. Great way to add whole grain fiber to your salad. And avocado, if you spread some avocado on some good whole grain crackers, that's a nice snack. Uh, if you think about it, you know, depending on your family's interests, what they like, I guarantee you, you can think of a few snacks that you can start adding in that are actually going to be really good and high in whole grains. Now breakfast, I've already just mentioned cereal breakfast, I think is one really easy way to add more whole grains. There's certainly just whole grain bread, whether you purchase it or you are able to make it yourself. It's, it's an easy way of course, to add more grains and oatmeal. You actually definitely can easily make that yourself. Uh, granola. I have a recipe that I love. It's my go-to for it's maple mango granola. And I, I usually eat it on, 
yogurt is my most favorite way to eat it, but it's also great with milk in a cereal bowl and a lot of other things you can drizzle it over top of. So I will leave a link to that in the show notes as well, or just search granola over on the blog on solelyrested.com. But however it is that you want to add it to your breakfast, you can jazz it up really easily when with breakfast by adding some fruit or adding some some jams or some spreads that you've made last summer from fruit, you know, or some good stuff that you can buy. And the sweetness of the fruit or the jams can really jazz up almost any kind of whole wheat, anything that you want to serve for breakfast. But like I alluded to a second ago, no matter what it is that you're doing, do keep an eye on the sugar content, especially at breakfast with your yogurts and your cereals. Look at the sugar content and often in the breakfast foods, if you're not careful, you will find it's loaded with added sugar. And just seeing the words whole grain on the package is not automatically mean, oh, this is good for my family. Michelle said to eat more whole grains. Don't just see those words and put it in the shopping cart and move on. Look at the ingredients and closely analyze it and look at that sugar. You don't want to add a whole lot of unnecessary sugar. And that's often what manufacturers will do because whole grains and bran tend to be dry and not as flavorful. So they throw in a whole lot of sugar, which how many times am I going to say sugar in this very long sentence? (laughs) Anyway, okay. So add it in your snacks, add it in your breakfast and Finally, this is the one that's going to sound the most intimidating and difficult to you, but I wanted to talk a little bit about milling your own flour, something I never understood until I started getting this itch to mill my own flour. Well, that's not true. Bill and I actually wanted to mill our own flour way back when we first got married. We actually talked a lot about it and we spent a lot of time like researching how much a mill would cost and where you can buy a mill and what is it like to grind your own flour. We really wanted to do it, but it came down to cost and the size of the mills back then. We just, we just couldn't do it. Like we couldn't figure out, even if we could afford that huge price tag and they were really expensive back when we got married. Then we have this big clunky machine. And where are we going to put that? And we want to be able to use it on a regular basis. So where are we going to store it that we can get it out and use? You know, we just could not wrap our head around how we do it. And on top of that, we never had the funds to spend that were needed at the time. So I'm starting to say just when I recently decided to start milling my own flour, actually, I wanted to do it long ago, but more recently, I don't know, six or seven years ago, when I first started again, reinvestigating this idea, I learned for the first time, something I never knew. And maybe you guys know this, because it's really not hard to understand. And it makes perfect sense. I just didn't know it. When you buy flour at the store, you are buying, of course, a refined product. But they've stripped the wheat berry of so much that it's not at all like fresh flour because a wheat berry is tiny little thing, right? This tiny little seed that grows from the top of the wheat plant. It has three parts to it. There's the bran, which is loaded with fiber. That's where you get all the fiber and a lot of the nutrients that you find in whole grains are right there in the bran. There's also the germ and that's where you get tons of vitamins 
more nutrients like proteins and minerals. That's also though, where there is some oil stored there in the germ. And that's the rub. That's the big problem for flour manufacturers. They can't allow that oil to stay there in the flour and then sell it on the store shelves because it has a very small shelf life because that oil is going to go rancid if it sits on the grocery store shelf for two months. So that's the big reason that the flour is so different that you purchase versus the fresh flour that you make. And then the third part after the bran and the germ, the third part is the endosperm. That's the part that they keep when they're refining flour. And unfortunately the endosperm doesn't have the fiber and the nutrients. The endosperm pretty much just has starch. So sadly, when you buy flour at the store, you're getting a whole lot of starch and extremely little nutrients. In fact, I just did a few weeks ago, I did a reel over on Instagram. I really have fun with those sometimes. Other times I'm like, you know, the world is just too saturated with reels and TikTok. <laughs> but and and by the way, you will never see me doing a traditional kind of TikTok thing. Don't worry that that you you won't see that. <laughs> but I did a reel. I like to do them when I can kind of make them a little educational and you know, teach a few little tips or pointers. So I did one about the, what I just explained that there are three parts to the wheat berry. But all that I said in the reel itself, I explained that in the captions. In the reel itself, I just, it was the, it's a trending sound right now. Um, how does it go? What's the one thing that you would get a lot of hate for if you said it out loud? And the thing that I said was store-bought flour is pretty much just starch. And then I explained what I just told you in the comments. And it's, it's like really trending. It's, it went kind of viral and people are loving it and sharing it like crazy. So that made me realize, oh, this is something a lot of people don't know, like I didn't know. But once you grind the berries, like I said, the oil will make the flour go rancid. So it, you're never gonna be able to buy it in the store that way. Now you could buy it from someone locally who grinds flour and sells it locally because it does have a shelf life to it. You can keep it for a short amount of time. It's best if you keep it in the refrigerator, you can store it in the freezer. I believe they say a few weeks in the fridge and a few months in the freezer, I believe, that you can store it once you grind your berries with a mill or if you buy it from somebody who ground it for you. You can store it for sure. Just not for the crazy long time that flour sits on a store shelf. I mean, I'm talking a year or two, right? That it's typically just sitting there until somebody buys it. So commercial flour, stripped of the bran, stripped of the germ, just has that endosperm and all the starch. By the way, I feel like I should tell you, if you are like me, and even though I love listening to something, you know, I'm, I'm not an auditory learner. I really can break it down better in my mind and retain information more if I'm looking at it. So I should tell you a lot of the things that we're talking about in this episode, but especially the stuff that I just was mentioning about the three parts of the wheat berry and some more things I want to tell you still before this episode ends, um, you're going to find in a little mini e-course that I put together totally free. The reason I put it together, I just did this this week actually, is because whenever I show my mill on Instagram, 
or if I show some fresh flower or, you know, mention that I just milled some flour in my stories, I always typically always get a handful of people messaging me with the same questions over and over. And they're great questions. But I realized instead of trying to break this down again and again and again for all the different people that have these questions, I could just put together this little packet of information that I can send out in some emails. And then you can have the information, you can hold on to it, download it, whatever. And it's just a nice, easy way to keep it all in one place. So if you go to solelyrested.com slash, I should have told you guys this like right in the beginning, shouldn't I? (laughs) Slash flower, then you can just put in your email address and I will send you, I think it's like four days in a row. I'll send you an email that breaks down a whole lot of information about fresh flour, about mills, how to choose a mill, if that's something you want to do and how to store your flour, et cetera, et cetera. So solelyrested.com slash flour, F-L-O-U-R. By the way, if you are already on my insiders group and list and you always get emails from me when I send them out, I shouldn't say always, I send it like once a month when I think about it and something I want to share with you guys. If you're already on that list, don't hesitate to sign up for that maple bread recipe at solelyrested.com slash maple bread or for this flour course, this e-course at solelyrested.com slash flour because if, if, if you're like me, you're like, wait a minute, Michelle, you're wanting me to give you my email for all these things. And you're just going to send me like crazy amount of emails all the time. No, first of all, I don't roll that way. Cause I, I don't have the time and it's not my jam. Second of all, I have this great source, not source. What do I want to call it? Um, platform that I use for sending out emails that keeps everything nice and organized. And it will know that you're already in that group of my insider list. And when I do send an email next month about something awesome, you're not going to get three or four of the same email. You're just going to get one email. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. So what on earth was I saying? (laughs) My brain, I really need to go home and make dinner. I'm a little hungry. All this talk about grains. What was I saying? Um, I think I was going to tell you the four reasons, you know, when I sat down and I thought about why would somebody want to go to the extra effort? Because it is definitely extra effort. And why would somebody want to invest the money in buying a mill to grind their own flour? And the four things I came up with, and this is not an all-inclusive list whatsoever, but first of all, the nutritional value that we've already talked about, that you can retain all the grains, vitamins, and minerals, and nutrients. By the way, even though you can store your flour in the fridge or the freezer for weeks or months after you grind it, if and whenever you have the opportunity to grind it right into a bowl and then make your bread or your cookies or your pancakes, you are going to retain the highest amount of nutrients. It is loaded with nutrients. The longer that the flour sits, just by the nature of the way food works, you know, it's true for a vegetable when you pick it off of the vine in your garden, right? It starts losing nutrients as soon as you pick it. Same thing with the flour and the wheat germ. It starts losing nutrients if it sits around for many weeks. But I don't want that to make you pause or hesitate because certainly you can grind five pounds of fresh flour, keep it in the fridge, have it super easy and handy to grab, and it's going to be extremely nutrient dense the entire time you have it stored in your fridge. But the really cool thing is if you're able to use it immediately, it's like 
it's like exploding with nutrients. You know what I mean? So that's the number one reason is the nutrients. Other reasons to grind your own flour, the variety, like a lot of people these days for different reasons have to use alternative flours and that can get really expensive depending on what kind of flours you can eat for whatever your food sensitivities might be. But most mills can grind a whole variety. I know the two mills that I own have a large range of grains that you can put in them to make flour like you know, rye and corn and rice and barley and oats and you can even like use lentils and buckwheat and millet and like all kinds of stuff that you can make flour with if you have reasons that you can't have you know the gluten or whatever in the traditional grains so lots of variety if you're making it yourself and then the cost, you can save actually a lot of money if you need those alternative flowers. You could save a lot of money by making them yourself. But it's also cheaper for just making regular old flour, depending on what your, air quotes, regular old flour is. For us, we buy King Arthur flour because it is a high quality flour. And if I'm going to buy some for whatever reason, that's the one I go to. If I compare the price of that to my cost that I break down when I buy my wheat berries and I have my mill, it's actually cheaper to grind our own flour. And finally, the taste. I haven't even talked about that, have I? Fresh flour tastes better. I was like really shocked this Christmas. We have a couple recipes that our family loves for Christmas cookies. And I've never made them with fresh flour. And this year I ground it up and right away we rolled out the cookie dough and oh my goodness, they were so good. I was actually shocked. I didn't expect the taste to be different, but it really is. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's right to say it's nuttier, sweeter. And I, I don't know how to put it into words, but Bill got home, saw the cookies laid out grabbed one and instantly like after a bite he looked over to Kayla and I and he said what did you do differently and I was like oh no maybe he thinks they don't taste good you know I'm like why <laughs> he's like these are the best cookies you've ever made <laughs> wow so but it really it really does taste better guys so it's not only good for you it can not only save you money and you can not just have more variety with a mill but you're gonna have better tasting food. So some pretty good reasons to consider milling your own flour if that's something you think you might want to get into. So I think that's mainly what I wanted to cover. And I always hesitate at this point in the podcast because I'm always like, ooh, is that everything? If I wrap it up and I turn this off and then I realize in an hour, on it, I didn't say blank, blank, or blank, it's really hard to try and go back and edit it and add things. So I always hesitate. Like uh, My brain's like churning a mile a minute. If you could see the look on my face, you'd know, boy, Michelle really is thinking hard. <laughs> but I, I, think that's, I think that's it. So I hope everything is fantastic in your neck of the woods. I hope you're enjoying this season as much as I am. Oh, you know what? I'm hesitating now because of course a podcast is evergreen, meaning someone could be listening to this two years from now. So I kind of hate making it something that's relating to right now, but 
I'm going to do it anyway, because I just can't resist telling you this. I can't believe I almost forgot. For the month of January, so only a few more weeks, if you're listening to this when I publish it, I have a really awesome special. I've been talking about it over on Instagram. People on my email list, they're going to know about it. But I'm realizing I should tell you guys here because we just did this whole spiel about whole grains and I just told you all about mills and why fresh flour is so great. If you are in the market for a mill, my absolute favorite mill is the Nutramill Harvest Mill. And the folks are awesome. I really love the company. I have some really nice contacts there. I reached out, I explained that I was talking about this a lot on Instagram and I explained that I had just created this e-course about fresh flour and they wanted to give you guys a special. So if you use code HOMESTEAD, H-O-M-E-S-T-E-A-D, and you use the link that I will put in the show notes, I'll put it right at the top so it's super easy to find, you can save $40 off my absolute favorite meal of all time. So it's a great sale that is exclusively for you guys. And by the way, if you're going to sign up for my course about fresh flour, the very first email you get with that also has this coupon code in it. So that's another way to get a hold of this link and this code. Um, so that I'll remind you, you can sign up for at solelyrested.com slash flour, F-L-O-U-R. And then if you want that bread recipe, it's solelyrested.com slash maple bread. And finally, I haven't mentioned this at all this episode. I try to always mention it at least once. Always when you have a second, hop over to solelyrested.com slash coupons because there are limited time things that for the reason I just explained, I don't always mention here, but I always, always, always keep that page updated whenever I get something great and special from a company or whenever I come across something that I just want you to know about, that's where it goes. So I don't know if you can like bookmark that and go check it out on every Monday or something. I don't know. <laughs> Solelyrested.com slash coupons. You will also find this coupon code and link for the flour mill there as well. Remember, it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts because it's not easy, but it is a very good life. Until next time.